2: We're back with Paloma Basu and Rob Hatch-Miller, the directors of the documentary, Other Music. Welcome back, guys.
1: Thanks for having us again.
2: <laughs> and, and we have Sonia Colorado of course. Sonia, welcome back. Thank you. Hello. So we have a couple of bonus questions for you. Can you recall, either one of you, the craziest or the best album that you learned that via Other Music? And was it playing or did an employee hip you to it?
3: The first one that comes to mind for me was something that an employee told me about because uh, I was like poking around in the electronic section and I think it was Scott Mao. He was like, oh, this is like a really silly album that you might like. And it's truly the silliest album ever, but I love it so much. It's it's this artist called Angie Reed who was involved with uh, Stereo Total, Um, And she has this solo project and it's called The Best of Barbara Brockhaus, I believe. And it's basically her as playing a secretary to a German businessman. And it's all the silly things that she has to do for him. And it's really fun (laughs) And, Mm. and I loved it. And it's such an other music album for me and definitely something I wouldn't have found anywhere else. I think it was hard to find at that time and it's still hard to find now. Robin, do you remember?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's this is a trickier one for me since I, I was at the store five right. days a week for three years and there's it's so hard for me to say what's a definitive other music album because like a thousand things start popping into my head, but uh, one that has stuck with me forever that I love is the CD, The Velvet Tin Mine. It's a a uh, compilation of um, obscure glam rock 45s. Oh, wow. um, it's uh, is a CD that I think I reviewed for the other music email update, maybe in 2003 or something. Hmm. Um, a lot of people in the movie, when there's a section where people sort of quit in rapid fire, talk about important other music albums. And I think a couple people mention it. It's just a great, fun, foot stomping, you know.
3: Didn't you make a YouTube?
1: of it. Yeah. So recently this, this I, I realized that this um CD is not on streaming platforms. Like there's maybe two songs that are there was and there was a YouTube playlist, but it was like incomplete. It was like six songs from the CD. So on our other music documentary YouTube channel, I went through and just found because all the 45s are posted by various people on YouTube. So I I made a complete playlist that matches the CD because I wanted to listen to it and I don't have the CD. It's out of print. It's like $50 on Discogs. It's great. Well, my favorite track from it is uh, Va 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 Voom by Brett Smiley, who was um, this guy who was produced by Andrew Luke Oldham from oh. uh, Immediate Records and Rolling Stones uh, fame. He was sort of like Andrew Luke Oldham's attempt to cash in on the Bowie craze. And this guy, Brett Smiley, after we reviewed the CD, he he lived in New York and he started coming into the store all the time, and we made all made friends with him. And he sadly died a few years ago, but that song is just fantastic, glam rock classic.
2: Yep. So now I, I've learned too from other music people, and let me just ask you real quick. You know, since it is gone, and since people can't just do this, and and well, they can. But hey, where do you go now? Is it just friends? Where do you? go is it in online like how do you discover new music now or things that you didn't know <laughs> uh,
1: it's a combination of many things i think the best resource for me in recent years has just been this guy tim heimley who has a zine <laughs> called dagger zine from colorado i don't even know how we became facebook friends but um we've been facebook friends and at some point i just started realizing. I liked everything he posted. We have very similar kind of like jangle pop taste and sort of like Flying Nun-esque stuff and C 86 esque stuff. So he always posts these new bands on like Slumberland and Trouble in Mind and stuff that I almost always like. So he's sort of like my pitchfork. (laughs) Very specific.
3: Yeah. And then, you know, of course, there's always people like Dwayne where you can be like, what are you listening to Mm -hmm. now? And And they'll tell you so yeah it's mostly we're still old school in that way we still ask our friends what they like you know and i have
4: questions too there's been so many music documentaries that have come out you know uh, more than ever in the last few years do you guys have i'd love to know what each of your favorite docs are and i know it's putting you on the spot but maybe there are, are a couple you want to mention
3: well one that comes to mind it's a music doc it's kind of an unexpected one it's called american harmony like it's a it's about a barbershop quartet competition it's not music that i'm into or anything but um it's an incredible documentary it's just so fun and you know you follow these different barbershop quartet groups as they are competing against each other and it's it's phenomenal and Even if you don't like the music, I mean, just if I had to listen to that music, someone like forced me to listen to that all day, I think I would lose my mind. But it's such an entertaining documentary. And I think everyone, everyone,
4: whether you like the music or not, would love the film. That sounds fun. I'll have to check that out.
1: What about you, Rob? Gosh, you know, I just I love nonfiction. I think there's a lot of people that just make a documentary because they get passionate about the subject matter or there's a lot of people that make documentaries thinking like it'll be their stepping stone to making a scripted film. For me, after going to film school, I fell in love with nonfiction after I really didn't like working on trying to compete with other people for these scripted films at NYU. So I just love documentaries period. And I especially love music documentaries. There's so many. Yeah. Uh, It's hard. A random choice is, I love these three films directed by these Canadian guys. Sam Dunn. Anyway, they directed three that I loved in recent years, which is the Alice Cooper documentary, Super Duper Alice Cooper. And they also directed Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. Yeah. Which is so good. I don't, I mean, there was a time when I liked Rush as a 12 year old. Now, no, thank you. But the movie about them is insanely great.
3: It's so good. I, I really can't handle Rush, their music, but I I mean, I I always find it when you can't when you can't stand the music and you still love the film, it's like really speaks to how good the film is. And that's one of them.
1: They, and they also made the film about ZZ Top that came out a few years ago. That little old band from Texas. That's uh, a great one. So good. Those guys are just great at telling the story of a, of a band or an artist uh, Mm -hmm. making it fun and uh, emotional and exciting. So those guys are great. And I can't wait to see what else they're, they're making next.
4: Those are good tips. As a Canadian, I should probably watch the Rush documentary, even though I feel (laughs) similarly about their music.
1: Um, There's a great, I mean, there's footage in the movie of Alex Lifeson, their guitar player, was filmed by the CBC for God knows what reason, like in the kitchen with his parents as a teenager, saying he wants to be a rock musician.
3: Yeah, like for the first time. I don't know why. Telling his parents what he wants to do with his life for the first time. It's like in
4: the document. It's amazing. Yeah. It's documentary gold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. So I'm curious to know if you guys, like what you learned from making this film and is there anything that you would go back and do differently or is there anything that like you would take to your next project that you kind of was like a new concept to you it's a weird question i know
1: (laughs) no it's it's not a weird question it's just um i feel like making a documentary is a learning process from start to finish and it i think it is with every project you know i think one thing that i love about making documentaries is you know unlike a scripted film where you have a roadmap from the beginning you don't have a roadmap with a doc you can try to have you can try to make one and if you force it to stay on the map it's probably going to be a not very interesting film but uh if you're a good documentary filmmaker you're gonna be discovering things along the way and the audience is going to go on that journey with you in the finished film so i don't think i would have done anything differently for the movie,
3: I don't either. I feel like it's like I said before. It you know it really did feel like it was meant to be. Like everything kind of fell into place how it was supposed to, and at every point we felt like I don't know. It just felt like very much like kismet, you know.
1: If anything, um, I would say what I learned on this film is you know how important the relationship between you and your subject is. Yeah, um, which I already knew to an extent. You know, I think that access that you get from like really getting close to someone is what makes a portrait of a character really come through in a nonfiction film. So if anything, I'm like, I don't know what I could make next because I knew those guys so well already. And that's sort of.
3: Well, we didn't know Sill that well when we started that project. No, but... and
1: that was a challenge because he was a hard person to get to know. But I think after making Sill about a kind of thorny subject and then making this film about these guys that I already knew and loved. And there was no period of like getting to know you, whatever yeah. we do next is good. Unless it's about like our best friends or something, it's, that's going to be difficult. You know,
0: Well, you <laughs> know,
3: I, I feel less intimidated after having dealt with Sil. Like he was, you know, we never knew when he was going to turn on us. So we were always on our toes with him. He, he you know, we, we loved him. Like he loved us. But he was also very unpredictable. And I think that taught us a lot.
1: Yeah, this is um, the subject of our other film, Cell Johnson, Anyway the Wind Blows.
4: Yeah. I mean, the roadmap to as you said, that's a great analogy for what you're doing. You know, falls into place magically. And and that's probably part of the next experience is part of the roadmap is getting to know the subject, right? That yeah. continues to inform what you do tomorrow. That's great.
2: Well, we look forward to you are we doing next and uh, Paloma Basu and Rob Hatchmiller, thank you very much for spending the extra time with us. And um, I'm a huge fan of other music. I thought it was just a wonderful movie and I didn't know anything about it. So, you know, mission accomplished. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much, Steve and Sonia. Pleasure to be on the podcast.
2: If you enjoyed this teaser, Have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media.